Jaden Akins declares for the draft, and Plum is angry to the max, Christy. But no worries, he'll be back. Probably. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the man who went and learned nothing, Kevin Greck, and the guy who comes and learns everything, Alex Plum. Uh, yep. I'm Got some Burgundy. old copy. Got some old <laughs> copy. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. I mean, it's so good. Like, you couldn't just do it once, right? No, you really couldn't. I'm so happy I do the work here. Uh, I'd ask you how you were, but superficial at best. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe. We're Ever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpartanerscorePod. Plum, yeah. what are we talking about this week? Well, we have got a lot to cover. We, are, we will start behind the green while we're football leads. We've got some transfers out. And I don't know that that's bad news. We'll then talk about basketball where we might have another transfer out. That will be definite bad news. And then... We're going to talk about the board of directors, all of them having simultaneously grown the capacity to grow a penis and shoot it. Uh, we will talk. We'll talk about whiskey. What about we'll, the ones that already had one? Did they they got another one and they shot that one. Yeah, at least it was a bonus one. Bonus it, penis. It, it yep. pays to be a dude. Bonus boner again. Bonus bonus penis for a shot in the dick. All right, then we'll head off Grand River and we will talk about. Draymond, this pod has thoughts, and we'll close this evening or morning, depending on when you're listening, with yet Twitter questions. And the the preview is that I think this pod is going to disagree on one mm-hmm. of these subjects mm-hmm. for perhaps the first time ever. <laughs> and I think Plum has regularly said things that I've been. You no. you just you just let them go. That's your yeah. that's your mistake. You, now everything Plum said has been measured and correct. Right. <laughs> and, and virtuous. Mm-hmm. And we also want to celebrate Alex tonight because he is drinking not non-alcoholic liquor. Hey, everybody. I'm drinking whiskey. In fact, Mike Jones, we've got thoughts. So stay tuned. All right. Uh, let's it's head behind the Mike green wall. not host Mike Jones. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The more important. He knew. Sorry. He yeah, knew. He that was for know. everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Green wall behind it. Whoop. Going there. All right, let's talk about football. Uh, it, it, you know, I think last week we mentioned transfer portal was opening back up. People would be able to put their names in. Uh, as of recording, you know, this could release and it could be different. But there are two folks who have put their name in: uh, Hamp Fay and AJ Kirk. Hamp Fay is from Mel Tucker's first uh, real recruiting class. Uh, I mean, it was during COVID, so you can asterisk if you want, but. He was his first quarterback, um, didn't, wasn't going to win the job, uh, went to safety, went to tight end, went back to safety, went back to tight end, uh, and is now not at Michigan State any longer. Um, the other prospect, who, or the other player who's put their name in is A.J. Kirk. Wait, can, AJ, we, can we just talk about sure. how we've lost Hampton Fay? One of the <laughs> all-time football names. Like... 
this sure. we have been blessed as an institution with some good football names, both like in the Serdarian Adams mold, but then also in the like Drew Stanton timey loot like leather helmet mold. And Hampton Fay is in that latter category, and I'll miss him for that. Ah. Well, I don't know. I I. <laughs> There's lots of disagreements on this episode. Yeah, it turns out. I'm, we're not letting this Hamp Fay bit go. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, not let's tonight. spend more time on this. All right. Well, you, we don't have to. You all give me a hard time about talking too much about things, and we want to talk about Hampton Fay, man who didn't register the depth chart um, pursuing greener pastures. It's sad to me that he literally didn't do anything ever. And came in as one of the top ranked pro style quarterbacks in the nation. Number 30 ESPN, number 40 on 24 seven top 100 overall prospects in the state of Texas, which apparently breeds quarterbacks like they do cattle. Um, I don't, I just, what a, what a fucking letdown. And good riddance, Hamp Faye, but my God, we needed you. Uh, and you you couldn't be bothered to deliver at all. So uh, just <laughs> to you and uh, all the best. <laughs> Those things are incompatible. No, they're and not. insincere. Uh, we do wish Hamp the best. I, I, folks will remember that... Um, he did play tight end before transferring his senior year of, of high school. So he could find a place to play quarterback. Um, and so, you know, you can almost wonder with a, a prospect like that, if mm-hmm. maybe they would have been better served pursuing quarterback at a, uh, at a non power five school with yeah. an offense that could have showcased their abilities. Um, but either way, at least um, before we were doing a bit, Michael, now you're talking about like worthless football. This is the stuff that no one wants to hear. All right. Moving on. AJ Kirk uh, out of Ohio, who was a folks will remember, was a bit of a, a peculiar prospect in that he wasn't supremely highly ranked, mm. but did, trash yeah. but his offer list was kind of impressive. And yeah. the, yeah, he had the Penn state offer. He had the, uh, uh, Ohio state offer. Although I don't know if that was committable. Well, no, I don't think any of them were sure. Uh, he's got the U of M offer, the Florida offer. Now that we've gone through all of this as a podcast, we should probably take the time to go back and see what we said about these people when they committed. It'd be easy enough to find. I'm sure one of our dedicated listeners could do that for us. Mamopoli, free this week. <laughs> the <laughs> She has plans to move. Uh, <laughs> AJ, I, I remember being excited because AJ had that offer list. Yeah. That in yeah. a in a time where uh, it, because it was COVID, there was a little bit less to go on. Um, you know, it was it was still Tucker's first class. Like we didn't see, we didn't have the campus visits. The the social media machine couldn't like churn out as much. And it was particularly acutely to Michigan State because of the circumstances. But then also recruiting at large. Um, and so AJ 
this list was intriguing. Um, mm. And I and we had kind of an open safety spot that you thought, well, maybe you could get some reps there, and then didn't yep. at all. Um, so I uh, hope he lands in a good place and is able to get some reps. Uh, that'd be great for him. I it, it, Both of these guys are a little bit weird in that they stuck it out for a while, and um, they'll be redshirt juniors, sophomore? Well, let's talk about this class. Because okay. if you're going to win games, this class is now supposed to sort of be contributing. And you got your Keon Coleman. Fantastic. Right off the top. Boom. You got your Mana Teote. You know, it yeah. has yeah. seen time yeah. on the field. That's it. That's it. That's you it. got your Hank Pepper. Long snapper. Long snapper. And then you just got garbage. Top to bottom. Like, like truly scrolling through this list of the 2021 recruiting class. Whoa, 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 whoa. Half these dudes are gone. You, well, Another Gino, one, Gino Vandemark is probably starting this year. Okay. Offensive line. Chuck, Chuck Brantley. We like Chuck. Yeah. How's, Ethan Boyd getting reps. Yeah, but this is supposed to be like the meat of the team, not like, hey, right. these guys are on the two deep. Hank um, Pepper's on this list. How dare you? I know. I already mentioned Hank Pepper. No. You know who else is on this list? Horst, comma, Jarrett. <laughs> as, a, as a transfer. Yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker is on this. This is the Kenneth Walker class. So that might count for just like everything, basically. Anthony Russo and all his swag is on this list. Well, I, the, you can't just, uh, you know what? I'm tired of you with your temple, with, with all your temple guys all the time. I'm tired of it, Mike Jones. Wow. The, that was a lot. Uh, yeah. the, Hank Brown, Quaverius Crouch, who is not even playing football anymore. Um, it's, I don't know, man. This well, is, uh, but rough. hold on. This is but why the can, team is in the position that it's in. Yeah, but you will admit that it was the first recruiting class, correct? And it was shut down from contact with anybody, correct? correct. As a new hire coach, like I don't know that there's a worst possible worst possible position you could be put in. So I'm willing to, and you combine that with him getting the late hire. So the the time frame to interact with, build relationships was also decreased. Like, yeah, you'd like to see more, but I, I just can't. The next class, if you want to, if you want to get on that class next year, we can. I'm happy to be receptive to those critiques. So if we want to talk about what the expectations are for Mel Tucker, if I start to lose it a little bit. Just remind me to go back and look at the 2021 recruiting class and all of the all of the circumstances there. And maybe I'll settle down a little bit. But like this is this is rough. This is difficult to scroll through. Um, but you look at the 2022 class though, Kevin. Correct. Yeah. And like, and you're like, like oh, there names. are contributors on this list. I like these names in the 2K22 already. Much better. <laughs> Um, I didn't expect this segment to last nearly as long as it has, by the way. Although, strangely, the transfers are a bit of a step back in 2022. Because Kenneth Walker's not on the list. That's true. That's true. 
Then you know what? Honestly, I take that back. The transfers are are pretty solid still. And the tally one, I, we won't get to see until this year. Correct. Yeah, we don't even know what that's about um, quite yet. So uh, you got Barker, you got Bogle, you got Brule, you got Winman, you got Berger. Um, Berger. Uh, okay. Anyway. Calm down. You've talked 20, yourself through it. 2021 recruiting class. Oh. <laughs> do, do do caca, as they say. Yeah. Do do caca. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's uh, let's head to some uh, doo doo caca news, uh, uh, and that is uh, in the hardwood. Uh, Jade Nakins has declared for the draft, uh, maintaining his college eligibility. Important. Um, it really is a bummer that this isn't available for football kids. Um, by the way, because like this is a net positive for student athletes that yeah. uh, they can do this. Um, and it's and, and I say it's doo doo caca, but it's it's not like. If MSU should want pro prospects on their team, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is a good thing. Uh, the the piece of this that's interesting to me, though, and I don't know if you all caught this, was Izzo's statement after uh, the news. I read it. Yes, it seemed to me that you know he's going to support Jade Nakins doing whatever, and and has always facilitated the the feedback process for his players. None of that is a surprise. What he did seem to indicate, unless I'm crazy, is that he was going to be receptive to the feedback that the NBA gave. If Jaden chose to come back Mm -hmm. and said, Hey, you need to showcase this in your game next year Mm. that Tom Izzo would, would do that for him, which I, I don't think should be a surprise, but it was more surprising that it seemed like he, kind of indicated as much that like hey we need to see you with the ball more okay we'll do that do it yeah um where where i i do think as much as coaches are there to develop their players and do better for them ultimately tom Izzo's job is not for his players right it's to win correct i mean so it was just kind of an interesting bit to me i don't know if anyone else thought that was interesting yeah. Um I mean we we've looked at the usage stats for Jaden Akins and I think I'm going to say that this is more of a perception thing than it is a like yeah. a like needs to happen thing. Like Jaden Akins gets run and you don't want to be the center of the entire team the way that Max Christie was, you know, last season. Not the season Bates. just Imani Bates exactly. <laughs> You don't want to be in a position where you have to carry the team and take 80% utilization. So um, there's plenty of reason for him to come back, but uh, I will give credit to Mr. Jack Ebling, <laughs> the dean of journalism uh, as it comes to MSU, who says, and I've got to attribute this, that guys are always looking for a reason to stay or a reason to go. And I am a little bit concerned that all of this is indicating for Jaden finding a reason to go, but we'll mm. see. We'll see how this turns out. Maybe he's got people in his ear telling him you've got to at least do this for when you go next year, but we'll, we'll uh, find out. I, I know couch who is just an absolute trash journalist and, and <laughs> read his stuff uh, has, has said repeatedly that 
like he he's at least sort of co-signed on Jade Nickens' folks and sort of what their perspective on everything is. I mean, if I'm Jade Nickens with that athleticism and those shooting numbers, yeah, I I would go like why wouldn't you get this evaluation? Mm-hmm. Because next year should be your last year even if you do have an additional one. Like get out of here, man. Like please. Right. Like we want that for him. Um and if he'd had the year that maybe he hoped he had had before the injury, we might be here saying like, this will stink, but get out of here, man. Like yeah. this is because, you know, Jaron Jackson, right. That's a good thing for the program. Would have loved yeah. to have had him another year. It's a good thing for the program. Yeah. So you got to celebrate this stuff. And and so hopefully Jaden gets some feedback. I, I'd like him back. I think he has more room to grow. And that growth can happen at college. And then, you know, hopefully he finds himself into a, I don't know if a lottery, but certainly a first round pick next year. Yeah. I mean, I was very consistent that Max Christie had no business going uh, pro. And of course I was very wrong. Um, (laughs) Disappointingly. I mean, certainly he had demonstrated zero evidence, but this is of course why I'm an idiot and not recruiting in the NBA. I didn't think you were wrong about that, though. Like, I don't yeah. know that Rex, I don't know that a lot of people thought you were wrong about that. I mean, right? it was like, very surprising. He hadn't obviously contributed anything to the program here, but um, he went higher too than I think anyone thought he was going to. Yeah, but I mean, someone they know what they're doing. I mean, I think that's the point, right? At the end of the day, the whoever's evaluating these guys knows what the fuck they're looking for, and they found it in him. Which is also potentially to say, like. If you have the right attitude and some of your measurables are in place, they can maybe develop it. I don't know. Um, Jaden Eakins doesn't have those same measurables, though, and I don't think we've seen anything from Jaden like we we were able to see from Max when he was at his best. The last thing I'll say is um, Tom's uh, milk toast endorsement in that uh, whatever he released was paltry and frankly offensive. And if I'm Jaden Eakins, I'm embarrassed. Uh, to even be going forward with the uh, the notes app uh, tweet that he sent out declaring his intention to. Speaking of being embarrassed for people, um, my wife, uh, we were like hanging out uh, and she was like, oh, did you see this Jay Nakins tweet? He's leaving for the NBA and she's like reading through it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, but, you know, we're maintaining his eligibility. And she said, oh, I hadn't gotten there yet. Who reads these whole the whole tweets, you see who it is and then you read the last line that's all yeah, the relevant that's, information that, that is the all why are you reading the rest? and then you go to the bottom that's yeah. that's right there's nothing else worth reading that's right you see hashtag all glory to god and yeah. then you blah, blah 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 but bottom Respect got my it. decision am i gone or is, do I, am i leaving the door open respect that's my decision all that matters What's wrong with you if you read the whole thing? <laughs> I was embarrassed for, I was like, why don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> you anyway. fool. Yeah. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers to you. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So good news, though, for Michigan State. Uh, not that Jaden is bad news. I really don't. I, I don't think it is. But. Uh, we we received another uh, commit, uh, Jesse McCulloch. Uh, a he's listed on some sites as a center, though he's not. 
Um, he is a stretch four for sure. Um, d- uh, let's see. I had it up. And of course now, uh, so he is Six, a nine, one, 190. Ah. Yeah, the 190 might be a little generous, but either way, has some weight to put on. Like he's got that Wisconsin offer. He's got the U of M offer. He's got the Ohio State offer. He's, he's got, got that the Bama offer, the Butler offer. Bama. Yeah, he's got a, a nice offer sheet. Um, like, clearly anyone in the Midwest wanted him, and then Nate Oates also. Um, Indiana. So... Uh, plays for Indy Heat, which uh, I believe Tillman played for, Jaron Jackson played for, I believe uh, Marcus Bingham played for. So it's a uh, an AAU program that we've recruited successfully out of in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were looking to reload on Joey Hauser, this is probably your guy. Um, like, not doesn't have a post game more athletic probably than Joey, but also needs to put weight on in a way that Joey didn't quite need to put the weight on. Mm. Uh, so, um, but is a, is a perimeter shooter and, uh, and, and is a nice ad for the team. Top 100 player. Like this is a good pickup. Yep. And it, we've still got, I know things are a little, vague these days it's not the same that you could just like draw out what the what the chart looks like for all the scholarships this leaves room for one more two more my guess is is that we take two more in this class yeah i would have said the same thing um and but the the 24 class my understanding is the 24 class is considered like the 23 class as in all prospects, not Michigan state ones is considered a down year historically. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the 25 class has a ton going on, uh, going on with it. And, and Izzo is in on a number of really high end recruits for the 25 Mm -hmm. class. So if you told me that Tom Izzo potentially only added one in 24, and then went heavier on 25. I, I wouldn't, it, particularly with all the guards he has that are kind of bunched up together, that maybe he ends up taking a larger 25 class to replenish mm. some things. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else on uh, the green wall? Uh, the board. Oh, yeah. And the, and the panenes that Plum wanted to talk about. So, uh, who wants to give a rundown of what supposedly ha- like and is it fair can we say at this point in time supposedly happened yeah no i think we can definitely say it supposedly happened and not least of which it's not the- verified by the board that this happened well i listen i have said i think last week in fact i said some less than gracious things about uh michigan attorney general dana nessel uh meh, not yeah. untrue just ungenerous uh but I but I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened but that doesn't sound doesn't sound like me. That sounds out of character. Yeah. Well, it's this fake rum that I've been drinking. Um, but but generally speaking, when the attorney general says something, one should trust, generally should trust the attorney general of any state or country. Uh, There's also the fact that she has very little to gain by making up what she said. Like, well, no, I, well, the political play is more difficult for me 
It is. I no, no. I agree. I don't think that she's lying here. Uh, so let's just say what happened. Uh, apparently, this is a week and a half ago now. Uh, MSU board chair Rima Vassar contacted Dana Nessel's office and said, "I have the votes to release thousands of pages of these long-awaited documents related to." Nasser and the university's you know knowledge of and handling of the complaints against him. And these are the documents that are privileged. They are privileged the, documents uh, for the lawsuit against the insurance company. Correct. They're they're documents that have been known to all parties involved, but the university has held some privilege over them and attorney-client privilege, and has not allowed their release. Well, then the board chair Vassar says, I've got the votes to release them finally. I need a letter from your office, Dana Nessel, asking me to release them. Uh, or I guess it's a demand letter. Michael, maybe you can say more about that. Um, but that I need it by such and such a date so that on Friday's board meeting, we can release them. Now, I don't know if she got the letter in time for the board meeting. That is missing from this state news article. So because it's missing, one is led to believe that maybe they didn't get that by the time period yeah, that they which, needed. What what Nestle is saying is she made the statement that she made at the request of Rima Vassar. Sure. That she received that letter from yes. Rima Vassar and right. thus released the statement that she released that we talked about at length last yeah. week. Thanks to Mamopoulos' question. Um, and now, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so then, yeah. So then she did have it. And then at the board meeting, Rima Vassar said, uh, actually, no, we're going to go ahead and not waive attorney client privilege because it would be tra re traumatizing to the survivors if the investigation resumed. Which is what Jonesy pointed out could potentially happen. Well, last week. except, except, Rima Vassar, uh, on, on, on being interviewed and asked this, has not talked to any survivors. No survivors are coming forward and saying, uh, let's just let this one go. And whether or not people may be re-traumatized, someone is going to be re-traumatized. Uh, someone listening to me right now is being traumatized. I mean, everyone is traumatized about everything these days. So I, of course, someone is going to be re-traumatized. That, that's, that's asinine that's not a reason to do or not to do something it's unavoidable what is beyond logic is how you can go out of your way Rima Vassar yeah. to ask the attorney general to do something saying you have the votes to then do this other thing only to completely turn around and not do the thing that you said you now draw attention to yourself and the entire board Thus shooting yourself squarely Straight in the up. penis. You dumb, stupid, dumb, dumb idiot. Fuck. God, fuck. This board is so good. So good at fucking themselves over. How do they? Is there a class? It's just not them, though, Plum. It's it's all of us. Because, I like, this should either, this should be done. Yes. Like it should, it should be either, hey, Nestle saying, I'm not ever going to get him. And I'm on record as saying, 
I'm okay with that. Like it, yeah. it is their privilege and, yeah. and it's probably for not terrible reasons and they've all been reviewed by a judge. So they're not hiding anything that isn't actually privileged. And that is a foundational element to our criminal justice system, like foundational. But so, or you, you say, which is also okay and good and acceptable and say, you know what? We need to shine some light here, release. But like that decision should have been made. This nonsense yep. is like, why do we have to keep this stuff in a headline? Yes. The, I, the I shooting did. oneself. I, to be clear, none of us on this podcast have any insider information on this. I don't know what drew no. this in, but to go, I, I like truly cannot for the life of me fathom how you get here. If you <laughs> do have the votes and you want to release them, why involve the attorney general? Just, Just do, do it. it. You get a win. You get to release a statement that says something like, this is a new board. We're opening a new transparent, blah, 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 blah. You Why do you to, need the letter? Why do you need the letter? You don't need it. You get, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, you get to buy yourself credibility for this presidential search that's coming up. If you, if you want this to happen, why? How does the university benefit in any way by this? The only thing I can think of is there's like some seven dimensional chess going on where she has a candidate that she wants for president and she wants to scare everyone else away mm. by playing oh into my God. that's so plausible. That's so by plausible. playing into every stereotype about this board, this board and how no one should want to work with them and how awful it is to work with. That is the only reason I can think of that you would do something like this, drum up all this stuff, generate all these horrible headlines all over again for no reason. Which by the by is re-traumatizing to survivors. Literally. Correct. Yep. But and without any benefit, just trauma. Like if anyone like, has any information for how you could come to this conclusion of why room of acid would do such a thing, please reach out. Our DMs like, are open genuinely fascinated by a logical reason for any of this to happen. I hate the board, but the thing is <laughs> it's not unique to them because this is for all of time. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know what it is about our dumb school. Maybe our podcast is aptly named. Yeah. But God, well, as we've yeah. said time and again on this podcast, the nature in which this state chooses its representatives for the board is wrong for Wayne state, Michigan and Michigan yep. state do not yield in yep. most cases, the no. best possible candidates for the board. And I know that like just a governor appointing them is not perfect either, but you look at everything that's happened with Wayne state's board. It's been a cluster. Yep. Yep. Michigan's board has had real, real challenges yep. and our board. Good God. How many times do we have to talk about this? Yep. Every fucking week, it turns out. Shame, shame, shame. If you're a member of the Board of Trustees and you haven't resigned yet in shame, you are an absolute ignoble ass clown. Shoot yourself in the dick. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> from that, let's transition to a promo. Yeah, there we go. <sighs> this isn't an ad. It's just it's just a promo. It's just a promo. Listen, uh, Michael Jones, listener, Michael Jones, 
who we love, who is the best sponsor that this pod. We've all heard it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, I just want to say thanks. The VHW Virginia Distillery Company Port Cask Finished Whiskey is in a league of its own. It is part scotch, part American whiskey, blended and finished in a uh, port barrel. And who makes this? Sorry. What is uh, Vir- Virginia Distillery Company, and it is their VHW brand. Um, VHW. Interesting. Okay. So it's quite smooth. Um, it has none of the kind of like Virginia hard island sm- whiskey. Interesting. It's got a handsome label on the bottom. Very, very handsome label. Uh, our basement is so cold that some of the fatty lipids have separated a little bit, so there's some good floaters throughout it. I had to look this up because I was like, oh, I got the Bad Batch. No, in fact, if your whiskey has any floaters in it, it just means that it hasn't been overly processed, and those oils and tannins and lipids in cold will begin to separate a little bit. To eliminate those, there are filtration methods that you know the big box whiskeys use, but um, then you lose some of that creamy mouthfeel, and this has a lot of it. So high, high praise. Go get you some. Yeah. This is the yeah. I'm I'm interested. Yep, it's good. Very good. Twelve months in a port. They could say a year, but they said twelve months. No, more specific numbers. Yeah, it Uh, seems longer, really. It's a it's a good liquor night for us. I'm on the Tromba Tequila uh, uh, Margarita this evening. Um, I'm at the bottom of it now uh, because I started it kind of before we hit record. And uh, also lovely, very good in a margarita. What are you sipping on, Mike Jones? No, sorry is that is that on Yeho or Blanco or what kind of? It's it's a uh, uh, it, it's a uh, uh, Repo Sado. I don't think that's how you say it. Repo, repo, sado, repo, sado. I don't think you're saying it right. It's tequila, reposado, tromba, reposado. So Mm. really good. Everyone, go get yourself a reposado. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip back. I'm back to Virginia. They've got a cider cask finished whiskey that sounds really interesting. No, that doesn't that doesn't sound good at all. In fact, that I would be a total no on boo. For an, well, I, now I'm actually reading for an additional eight to 20 months, which just feels like they can't sell them fast enough. So TBD on. How <laughs> yeah. Well Whenever someone orders one, they just sort of go back to the barrel and they just sort of <laughs> open that guy up. All right. Uh, off Grand River. Uh, Greg, do you want to. I'll uh, introduce this. Yeah. Yes. So our man, Michigan State Spartan alum and uh, benefactor of the Michigan state Spartans presented by rocket mortgage, uh, college basketball team, uh, found himself in a bit of a situation earlier this week. Uh. Probably everyone has heard that, uh, he got involved in a bit of a tussle ah. in the, uh, in the first round of the NBA playoff. That's right. And he found himself, uh, suspended for a game, uh, mm. from the league office after being ejected. Plum, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I I really would like to defer to Michael, but I will say 
Uh, Dear listener, he's left right at a time that he was, uh, and he knew that he, he had knew. a role in this he segment. And then yeah, he, he did this turned his camera off and found yeah. himself somewhere else. Finally, he's back. He can be bothered. Bothered by, to come back. Yeah, by this subject. But Plum, uh, if you if you would... Well, um, you've 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 you, you've had an accurate recitation of the facts. I think Draymond has. Well, let's just stick with the facts. Draymond uh, went up, uh, defended, and uh, on his way down, guy fell. I don't know who the guy was. Don't frankly care. Sabonis. Sabonis, and he grabbed the calf. He grabbed Draymond's calf, ankle, calf area to lock him up. So Sabonis is laying on the ground. Draymond can't really even land right because his leg is so it held. Is, it, it is dangerous. Sure, it is. There's oh, there's an element of danger. Uh, how much danger could be argued? But yes, there's. He could have toppled. He could have turned an ankle. He could have fallen. He didn't do any of those things though. He didn't fall. He didn't topple. He didn't twist an ankle. In fact, he landed on the side. And then, from his plant foot, stepped onto Sabanis's chest, and then awkwardly and without any real reason, flourished in the most bombastic and, uh, let's just say, flamboyant way he could have. And here I speak with some authority. Um, he jumped off of... Sabanis's chest, and and then of course Sabanis, like any like Cristiano Ronaldo, basically uh, rolled around like his chest had caved in, and did and theoretically. After the game said it was fine. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think his team said no, no, no. no. He, he, he was interviewed on the on the. Court oh, really? After the game it was oh. like, oh, we were just playing hard. It's fine. Okay. Like, well, okay. After the game, his team issued some statement that said he had to go get a um, chest X-ray for That's a potential. Right. Well, of course, we all know that that was not the case. But he was issued a technical foul immediately, and then upon review, flagrant two, and was ejected. So, and then suspended for an additional game in the, uh, in the playoffs. Right. In the playoffs, that's right. Yes. So, Mike Jones, what what is your take on this? Give me a yeah. take. So, hold on. Answer this question: In what circumstances is it acceptable? for any player of any size to intentionally step on a prone player's chest and then on their full body weight flamboyantly launch themselves off in what circumstances is that acceptable uh well so in what circumstances is that acceptable alex because you would need to prove intention uh it's not no no sorry that's wrong in a criminal court you need to prove intention in any sport officiated by humans, you referee impact, not intent. And that's the first rule of refereeing whoa, that every referee is taught. You no, no, referee no, you, but, impact, not intent. Well, then then be more precise with your words, Alex, because okay. you, you chose the word intentionally. You chose that word. You chose intent. Not and, impact. You said you chose intent. Fine. And they, assess, they assessed a flagrant. Sure. No debate. And I don't know that I like I well, I will debate the flagrant two for the sake of argument here. Okay, good. But you chose intent. And so I will ask you, Alex, have you ever seen a football game where someone tackles another player 
by locking up their ankle? You you have. Sure. <laughs> so I have a hard time, and, and I, I'm sure you have experienced in your life the notion that you're trying to move because in that scenario, it would have sure. indeed been a fast break with an outnumbered position for and Sabanis was just, and Sabanis was just shoot a technical foul. So that you, no, fine. No, no, but but so so you would then probably agree that Draymond was trying to move while someone grasped his ankle. Sure. And so it is entirely possible that Draymond didn't have all the balance in the world and did it, but it was not intentional. Well, I think to that point, and that could be possible, except for the fact that so, he had he'd already landed. He land he didn't he, it's not like he came down on the chest. He landed on the court and then stepped onto the chest. So this is why we while so you're right. Bound. While while we can talk about intent and impact, as a referee, you judge impact and you judge what you see happen. So when you see a player step onto a player's chest, which is what happened here. Intent being whatever it might be, the impact is a player stepped on another player's chest. Now, there's always context to this. And this happens, by the way, in soccer all the time. You have a foul, which occurs as in this kind of fast break situation. It's called a tactical foul. It's designed to interrupt the play. It's designed to prevent the player from having an attacking advantage. Juan Howard of, of fouls. Come right onto the court and into the player's path. And when you do that, that's a yellow card. It would be a technical foul in basketball. But if you then take the next step to kick that player in the face or step on that player's chest, there's going to be another punishment for that. Now, where I think we can get... Because I think that I think I I, I that, that has for me that has to be an ejection that has to be an ejection. There's no way that that is an appropriate response to what happened. Otherwise, he could have collapsed forward. The way that he's being held the ankle, he could have fallen forward. He'd land. He'd but already then landed. He's body, then he's body slamming him, and then no. then you have the full weight of Draymond Green falling on the player. Like, how is that different? I, I think it's different because, again, it shows an act of you're softening it, you're putting your hands down, you're doing oh. something. No, this is – in real time, you can see this. I mean, I love your straw man here, but in real time, you see him stepping on the guy's chest. And this is now where you're going to get to the one-game suspension. Fuck because you, this is the sh- straw man. That's not wrong. Because this is the shit that Draymond does. No. There you go. Now, take that. Go ahead. When was the last time he was suspended for something like this? And, and, and by this, I, I'm being very generous because he hasn't been suspended for something like this. What has he been suspended for? Okay, what did he do? He hit someone in the nether regions twice. And, and for, for them to be comparable, so twice in 2016 and then once in 2018, I believe, were his suspensions. Okay. And then you you have the practice stuff. I'm not not going to pretend like that's not a thing that happened. But let's it, it is fair to segregate that as a thing that happened as a dispute between players that's wholly inappropriate, but is not some poor sportsmanship in the heat of play. Uh, the idea that you're going to pull something from 
five to seven years ago as a reason to make an adjudication in the middle of what should be, by the way, if we're going to add some economics to this, a Hallmark presentation Mm -hmm. is just stupid. And if you say otherwise, then please show me where your Blue Lives Matter bumper sticker is now. Well, get personal there. No, I think he's. I I think he's right. I think he's right. But it's only because he's losing the argument. I think. um, (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. But it's fine. That's how that works, right? I think he's right. But only because he's losing the argument. Only because he's losing the argument. Um, That is some galaxy brain, like four dimensional chess going. I think I think (laughs) slapped him in the dick with it. I I I I think that the suspension was totally inappropriate. I do agree with you there. I don't think that that was necessary. I think you're right. I think that Joe Dumars. I think Joe Dumars is uh, his. He he failed his own eye test. I think that I think that Draymond has a shitty reputation on this kind of thing. I think he has this edge to him, and he's not apologetic, and he doesn't play political, and he's not gracious generally. Uh, that's just that's just him, and I think that's fine. I don't think you have to be all those things. Um, unfortunately, you know he's got that now, and uh, I, I agree that I think you're cherry picking here. He was ejected this season. Um, and suspended once this season, but not for the reasons that you named. He was suspended this season on a technical foul accumulation. So oh. that's a little different, I know, and that's why I'm I'm you're totally right. Um, first time he's ever been obviously uh, ejected in a playoff game. He's been he's been fined one point three million dollars in earnings uh, throughout his career. So I don't know how that compares to anybody else, and frankly, I don't really care. Uh, the ejection was completely warranted in my mind. He has to control himself better than that. Um, he did it. I mean, I again, you don't referee intent, but all the intent so, in the world was there, and the impact was spoke for itself. I think we could agree on this at least that we may have, we might have disagreed on this the, the ejection, right? Like we we could have had a debate about that, but like. When you throw on that what happened was suspendable for a game on top of the ejection is where then you feel the need if you're someone who is like, eh, I might not have ejected him for that. Then 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 you feel the need to double down on it, right? Like, because because it it's not just that it was ejectionable. It was also we're going to suspend someone for a playoff game mm-hmm. on top of that. Uh, and that feels wrong. Well, um, that was well done, gentlemen. So, so plums of the opinion, um, ejection, no suspension. Jonesy's of the opinion that Jermon Green is perfect, uh, and nothing, uh, he did nothing wrong. And, uh, I'm of the opinion that I am an intellectual and none of this matters. The NBA got what it wants. We talked about this for five minutes. So... There we go. Um, anything else on this subject? Plum is insufferable, and we're taking Twitter questions. So with that, <laughs> let's start. Well, we, we've already done the first one here from the Keith Ski, who asks, what are you drinking? We just did that. We did it. Check. Check. Miller guys. Light. Guys. 
Second up from uh, the Keith Ski, return of the mullet. Good or bad for sports? Best. Yeah. Best. Is a, is did, a gentleman that got kind of COVID mullety? Yeah. I'm did. all about it. Yeah. Did we, I don't think I sent this to you all, but uh, Matt, Matt Coughlin uh, is with some USFL team. I think yeah, he hit New, like five in a row or something, didn't he? Yeah, but did you, did you see the video of that happening? Uh, I just saw the highlights and I saw that now oh, he's yeah. had a golf swing. Yeah, no, so he's, yeah, he's decided on a celebration. Yay. Don't <laughs> love it, but whatever. Uh, the, I kept looking at the scoreboard though and they only scored on kicks. Uh, did, they, did he uh, score all of their points? <laughs> for Yeah, and I don't think the other team scored anything other than a field goal either. Like, well, what a barn burning game. USFL must be thrilled. You're like, oh God, that is not the product we wanted to put out. Uh, <laughs> all right, next from the Keith Ski. Should MSU replace the benches at Spartan Stadium with seats everywhere but the student section? They want flex selling, is what they want. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they want. And yeah. also having sat in the seats as a dude with disproportionately long legs, it is not a good time. Like it's really difficult for me to figure out where to put those. Yeah, put those legs. So uh, I vote no on seats um, as a freakishly tall drink <laughs> of water. Yuck. We get it. You're going to die early. It's fine. Uh, next up, Mike Jones. Uh, when it comes to professional sports, who has the best playoffs? And why is it overtime hockey with no commercials? Oh, is that a thing? Oh, overtime hockey rules are pretty sweet, honestly. Uh, postseason hockey is already very good. And yeah. then overtime postseason hockey. Even more exciting. It's, it's tough for me to disagree with this, Kieski. Um, I truly don't know what else it would be. Um, so that, that's my rule. Speaking of which we got to, we got to get ourselves some jar time in here. Yeah. Um, next up from, uh, Mike Jones, when it comes to professional sports, oh, that was what we just uh, did. Fried potatoes or mashed Alex. I will say, oh, honestly, Jason makes the makes both really good. I like his mashed i think a little bit better he made home fries for breakfast on saturday with our families and they were delish but his mashed potatoes are something to be discovered truly indeed jonesy you got anything on uh, fried potatoes or mashed mike jones both are great wow i mean wow disappointing answer all right last up Rumors Ben Van Sumeren will get drafted next weekend. Who saw that coming? If he does, it's Ross L's fault. He wasn't used correctly and he should be fired. Correct? Sure. Yeah, I'll take any opportunity. Yeah. 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 Like, you don't even need to be losing the argument to be proven Correct. right in Correct. this case. Yep, that's right. Universal next truth. Up, <laughs> next up from Believe It to Sparty, is spring actually finally here? Not at my house. Plum, what do you got? No, no. We spent all day uh, doing lawn yard work and then watering the grass only to get the alert that there's a freeze warning tonight. So that wasn't expertly timed on our part. <laughs> Jonesy, what about the coastal elites? Is it springtime? How's Maybe your take is wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Over there, he's shivering in a hooded sweatshirt. Um, yeah. With shorts on. 
Okay, my short's on. Uh, next up from Believe It Is Party, how long do we have until the horrid humidity hits? Sooner for me. It's truly yeah. terrible here. Yeah, By a lot more <laughs> than it is in Michigan. Uh, I've only had to uh, empty my basement dehumidifier one time, so we oh, got, we got time. Do, uh, do, and don't you have a pump? Hmm? Do you what? have a sump pump? No, dude, they don't have those in hundred-year-old houses. Though I do wonder why not. Uh, yeah. I, I am in a hundred-year-old house, and I have two. Wow. Okay, coastal elite, we get it. So I'm just saying you can. Someone's flexing his sump pumps over you, here. Why don't you build then uh, a little structure to put the dehumidifier on, and then just run it into a? Do uh, you have a sink down there? I have thought about that, but that would be you'd have to be handy. You'd have to be mm. a real man to do something like that. Um, mm, not a beta. Neither of those things apply to me. So uh, I will continue to go downstairs once a day and be like, okay, I'll empty the bucket. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I don't know how many times I'd have to do that before. And it would be a lot, but eventually I'd be like, I'm going to build something, even if it's trash. I I would buy a table even. I did at one point think, do I just put this thing inside the the work sink and just let it run? Like well, yeah. how often do I really run the work, the little like the work sink? I buy a porch often. patio high top or something and and put it next to it. Like we'll figure something out. Anyway, yeah, all right, I'm gonna work. No on No one wants to hear about my dehumidifier. In the I want to hear more about this. Yeah, why don't we just talk about our lawns, Mike Jones? Good God, leave it as party. Also, ask favorite springtime activities, and I, if you say your lawn. I swear to God, Mike Jones, make something up better than your lawn. No one wants to hear about it. It's been ruined. Oh. Did someone like... No, he just said that's a trick. He said that to get you to take the bait to ask him a question about his lawn. Do not fall for it. That's a good point. Thank you. My life was just saved. My Alex (laughs) fall. That's a bait. That's a bait. (laughs) That's a bait. But actually, Uh, hands off to Mike for going so creatively, finding finding the one prompt... That would get you to, to, to risk it all. <laughs> uh, you did give, me, ask. <laughs> give me something, Plum. What do you do for springtime activities? Uh, we are choosing which bulbs we're going to plant. Oh, my God. I'm surrounded. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like at least opening day or something. Good. Opening God. day is not pleasant. The t- going cold. to see the Tigers in April is not a pleasant experience. It snows every third. So I don't know. What about April in the D? Plum? April in the D. April in the D. I mean, some nights are nice. Um, And when they are, you have a bonfire. Yep. Uh, Next up from Elon Bloom, what should be the expectations for Tucker over the next three? What should be the expectations for Tucker over the next three seasons? Uh, Let's first welcome Elon Bloom back. It's been a minute. Yeah, Um, we missed you, E. uh, do Do we think this is a question of like, is it each year he's asking for, or is it like in three years from now? Oh, I think each year. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, I don't have high expectations for a win loss count this year, but I mm-hmm. do have expectations for you should have the pieces now to do what you want to do on both sides of the ball, whether it's successful or not. That's fine. I, like I, I, that's not where my barometer is. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the defense should look like an actual defense, even if it fails at times versus the failing not defense that we've seen historically. Um, that's kind of where I am for this. It's next year. my personal opinion that MSU is a program probably should default to like eight or nine wins, depending on the schedule. Yeah. This season expectations are low, just slightly lower than that. Next season expectations should be at least that, or maybe above that. And the following season, the expectations are definitely above that. Hmm. That's what I would say. Plum, okay. Anything? No, uh, I was going to make up some idiot number. I don't really know if, if, if he hasn't fired all of the coaches by the end of next season, then there's no hope and we're all fucked. So then it won't really matter. Next up for me, Elon Bloom, if you were in Aiken's position, where would you need to see your expected draft position to be to remain in the draft? I don't even know how to answer that question. It's, it used to be really would, simple. It was like, it needs to be first round. Otherwise. Oh, really? Time. Oh, I was um, like, he's cause he, cause he has to know he's not going in the first round. So I was like, is it the second round? But do you care at that point? Like, I don't know. Is it, you can make a living in the second round, especially with the two way contracts. Um, so. but I don't know if that reflects his personal goals. Um, personally, I would say he'd have to be comfortably in the first round to go, which he's not going to be. And I mean, I mean, so, isn't the whole case right now that they're making more money through NIL in college? So I, I guess that's the other question. We keep hearing that, but I have never seen anything concrete on any yeah. of it. Jonesy, do you, like there are rumors, of course, but like, yeah, I mean, I you certainly hear from from folks who you'd like to believe probably know a thing or two without mm-hmm. stating any numbers that there's good money on the table. Um, and it's such that like you can look at Tyson Walker as a, a case study for someone who doesn't have an NBA career, right. But does have an overseas career and there's not bad money to be made overseas. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you know, he's making at least enough that it was worth staying at MSU for another year mm. um, versus going to play ball professionally. Right. Like, and so, you know, I, I assume Tyson Walker is, for example, in the six figures. Um, probably decently into the six figures. But um, I, for, for Jaden, I, I guess I would like to believe that Jaden realistically believes he's a first-round talent or has the capacity to be a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. And so... If he does have that ability, then this isn't, you know, then I I think that's what he's, he's going to find out is what do I need to do to be a first round pick? Like, I think that's why he's there. And because he's not now, that's not wrong. Correct. Um, speaking of picks also from Elon Bloom, where does Jaden Reed get drafted round and or team? I don't know. Team. I thought it was like a consensus that it was like, Later rounds, fourth, fifth, fourth of the best, but probably like fifth or sixth. I think I saw Todd McShay said this week that teams are talking about him in the second, which we haven't had a wide receiver go in the second round since going back to uh, what's his name? Devin Thomas. Like that was surprising to me when that crossed I, my it's desk. Probably his special teams 
capability. I, I also sometimes think Todd doesn't really know what he's talking about. But. Yeah, I would say he definitely improved his stock in the draft in the uh, combine, mm-hmm. but up to the second, I think. Would yeah, be I was going to say third was my guess, but third or fourth. That's my uh, yeah. Next up from Thomas Zambiasi, uh, which early season QB injury was more consequential, Lewerke in 18 or Thorne in 22? Was 18 the Red Box Bowl? Uh, yes. Uh, that sounds right. So I think the answer has to be 18 then because we all had to watch that. <laughs> uh, we that did. abortion yes. of a football game. <laughs> that was the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> uh, it was bad. Um, uh, but I, mean, I don't. I don't know that we would have been good last year, and there, and there were so many other things from 2022. I mean, Henderson, right? Like missed a good chunk of the season, and then Darius Snow, who like right. Henderson, and and we were pretty uniform on this podcast that those two guys are around. Maybe the defense looks substantially different mm-hmm. uh, last year. Um, you have the suspensions after the Michigan game, right? Like there, there's a lot that went wrong last year. Lewerke's, I don't, and I don't know that that team was better if he wasn't hurt, but yeah. Yeah. Next up from Thomas Zambiasi, is it just me or are the vibes off as of late in MSU Twitter? Oh, I haven't noticed this. Should I have, what am I missing? I've been online less. I don't know. Maybe I need to get on more. I, Thomas, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, to me, it could be off-season bickering so that people have a thing to talk about. Yeah. Mm. There's also just, it is a vile place, Twitter, generally. Yeah. And it's gotten yeah. worse because of people who yeah. now own it. Yeah. Uh, Greg, which was funnier and or cringier, Heave or NF Tuck? NF Tuck is 100% funnier and cringier. And cringier, yeah. Both. And I mean, he was just another in a long list of things that D'Antonio said. Um, but he I mean, was definitely the funniest of those. But the <clears throat> NF talk for me is like why we as a program don't get more shit for NF talk. I do not understand because it it's so indefensible served. I went and checked back in on it like a month ago for no reason. There's still only like four of those things that have ever sold. And like two of them are the same guy. Anyway. Oh, I was going to say, did, did his, did his wife buy the other ones? Like, <laughs> some of them aren't on the market anymore. I think the cotton bowl ones aren't on the mar- on the, aren't on the market anymore. I think you That's can only bad. go that- get tuck coin shoes or something like that. If they oh. just sold an AMA, <laughs> on discord like that is the thing uh the discord thing is really interesting to me i want to know if that ever happened i want to know who was involved in it and i want to know what those conversations look like graham ask chris to foia this (laughs) (laughs) and uh next up from smart 18770 how is plum taking the max chris i mean jay nakins news (laughs) It's really good. It's a good. It's, Entirely. I know. What we base the episode yeah. off Yeah. Of. Yeah. This is good. This is a great question. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, We're so easy. Uh, 
I will tell you that I really didn't think that Max had an opportunity. So I really think that Jaden has a lot less of an opportunity, but God knows I can't be trusted to predict these things right. Like 45 but weirdly, seconds a game I, I, over the last 20 games. That's the problem. I feel like Jaden Akins will be a better pro. Mm-hmm. Like I have more faith in Jay Nagins making in the pros than I do in Max. Jay Nagins well, has a way better shooting percentage than Max Christie ever did. Well, I'll just say Tom's uh, statement again did not brook confidence for young Max or young fuck for young Jaden. So, uh, but no, I'm not taking any of this well. Obviously, I'm not taking it well. Uh, next up from Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. How many arrests will there be in Spartan Stadium on October twenty first if beer sales are allowed? Over under for Lions fans. Uh, don't get the second half of this question, but for those who don't know, a bill is maybe making its way through the Michigan legislature that would allow for uh, alcohol sales at uh, the universities during football games. I don't know why that is a legislative carve out. That's weird. Because <laughs> um, as someone who's lived a few different places with varying liquor laws, the fact that you can go into a gas station and buy a fifth of pop-off uh, behind the counter is markedly different than many other states. So that you all were like, we need to make it a law that at football games they can't sell alcohol is interesting pearl clutching. But anyway, um, how many how many arrests? All the states have their own little things, Michael. It's just a weird thing for... For Michigan to not care, like, and I, I love this about Michigan. They don't care, nor should they. Yeah. But for right. them to care about that. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, you're right. No, no. That's, the he, only that's thing right. I'll say, uh, Spartan 18770, being in a few stadiums that sell beers, those lines aren't conducive to multiple rounds. Correct. <laughs> it takes a long, long time. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think most of the rabble rousers will be stuck in line for two quarters and that, you know, they won't even have the opportunity to get net positive for everybody. Yeah. Although, you know, at the same time, I have seen some stuff happen on some concourses. So maybe there'd be more of that. Um, and finally from starting 18770, uh, now that no one is paying for the check mark, can the shit emoji be its replacement? Apparently you can't even put a check emoji in your, in your like name. Yeah. Wow. Such an insecure piece of shit. Like just, you can't put verified in your profile name either. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that they'd be, they'd let you use that emoji because isn't that their official response to any kind of media, um, media, uh, critique. Well, no, like a request for comment or something like that. Um, leave Twitter, everyone. Let's all find something better than Twitter. Um, Grass. <laughs> next up from uh, Joe Ashworth. What non-MSU podcast do you all listen to? It's a very personal question, Joe Ashworth. I get self-conscious about the media that I consume. Do you guys also get self-conscious? Like so many people are like recommending media to one another. I, it, to me, it like reveals a lot about you, like what it is that you choose. To. I don't, well, I don't I'm know about that. I'm glad that we got that insight into your anxieties. Yeah. And now I need to know what you listen to. And I don't want to know. Um, I will say, uh, I, I really like NPR's through line. 
with um, oh god, Rund Abdelfata and Ramtin Arablui. I'm sure I slaughtered those names. The mm-hmm. the co-hosts for Three Line, they're fantastic, fantastic. It's like history, but it's always like super salient and relevant. And then I also listen to. Um, you know, with Terry Gross, I like Terry Gross, but it, she's uh, she's never on. It's always the other guy. Dave Davies is always filling in for her. Yeah. Um, and what else do I listen to? Oh, what's the guy Andy Daly? Do you listen to the Andy Daly podcast where he, he's like it's old reruns? They do like old reruns of Bonanza. It's called Bananas for Bonanza. Oh, is, that's a comedy bang bang podcast. It's comedy yeah. bang bang. Yeah, I, it's I was hysterical. Say Andy Daly, the comedy dude. Yeah, it's hysterical. Did you have watch? Have you listened to Comedy Bang Bang? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I, I'm not in, into it as much as my brother and sister, but when they both are united in a recommendation, then I will listen. So CBB was going to be my recommendation. Oh, uh, very good. But uh, if you didn't know, so Andy Daly is almost always on CBB when Jason Manzukis is. Yes, right. Yeah, And had a reoccurring bit for a long time where he was a royal watcher. Um, and it became <laughs> very, very elaborate, but uh, like pretty much predicted the queen dying oh well it was, it was easy to call yeah that one was not not became, a hard one it became increasingly clear but anyway uh cbb comedy bang bang for those who don't listen is an improv combat uh, podcast um that is structured as a talk show with guests who are fake talk show guests and it's fantastic Andy Daly also had a show on Comedy Central called Review. It was on at the same time as Nathan for You. The two of them operated simultaneously. It was like one of those beautiful TV moments. Go back and watch it. It's um, and also if you haven't watched Review, go back and watch Review. Or uh, if you haven't watched Nathan for You, go back and watch that one as well. Uh, um, noted. You guys have covered a lot of NPR stuff. I listened to. Uh, you're not going to like this, but I listened to the 538 Politics podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that sounds good. He is a self-loathing gay, but he's interesting. Is he? He only shows up like a third of the time, if it makes you feel better. Um, Who's the guy from uh, The Weeds uh, that is no longer on The Weeds uh, uh, from Vox who um, I have no Matt... idea who you're referring to. Uh, Lauer, you're a big fan of the Matt Lauer podcast. <laughs> I wish that was what you were saying. Uh, Keep going. This Matt, is why they Matt listen. Iglesias, Matt Iglesias. Anyway, Matt Iglesias is an insufferable prick who uh, uh, will literally uh, go through DC and taking pictures of people's license plates who have expired to report them to uh, the ticketing authority. Fun. Yeah. He's super cool. Uh, and not, uh, anyway, Nate reminds me quite a bit. They like, they should just meet already. Anyway. Great. Yeah. Worth came it. Around. Came around. Yep. Came around again. Totally worth it. Um, all right. Thank you, Joe Ashworth for that. Uh, we've poured our hearts out now. Next up from Tyrone <laughs> couch. Uh, what is the best? A, uh, dessert is, cake. Yep. Is there, any other kind? Dessert cake? Cake. Oh, okay. I get it now. Dessert cake. Cake the 90s band. Cake. Stock. That Albanian word for what's up. Um, I, I wasn't familiar with that. Huh. Um, or I'll go with any pancake block for that. <laughs> he thought screwed up a first pick by my face. <laughs> 
for USLT. <laughs> it sneaks up. I don't know why it can still sneak up on me. I'll reread it's it. I'll go in. It shouldn't be able to sneak up on me, but yeah. it does. He says, I'll go with pancake block for that shave cut scrotum of a first pick for my favorite USFL team. Two years in a row might as well go on for 79 years of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> And the answer is uh, Chicken McNuggets, Cake the 90s Band. Yes. Cake the 90s Band, like truly a really, really good band with really, yeah. really good songs. And one a band that I saw live at uh, Ooh. Um, at like a Detroit Taste Fest or something. I'm like sure that. in some ways that they have lost it, but I probably still would want to see them live. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Um. <laughs> Next up from Tyrone. One day on Venus is longer than one year on Venus. One year is 225 Earth days, but one day is 243 Earth days due to the slow rotation of the planet. Now you know it's not going away. This is the Mamapa leaf bit. Yes. Yep. I did learn something there. Thank you. Yep. But better than Mamapa leaf contributions. That's impossible. Reduce the quality, Tyrone, if you wanted to actually do a... Anyway. Make it more eye-rolling. Yeah. Uh, Next up, and last up from Tyrone, Rant of the Week, people that park in a drive-thru, pull up one car length, then park again. That's it. It's the most horse shit thing a person can do. (laughs) You're at McDonald's, not the summer drive-in of Plymouth. Just keep it in drive, bucko. Uh, Bucko is always good. No, no. I disagree with Tyrone here. Uh, my McDonald's, woof. You gotta wait. So I'm gonna put it in park. Put put her in park. Saddle up. Saddle up for the evening. I uh, just I love anytime anyone is referred to as Bucko. You just know <laughs> that's fucking bad. Does it ever? Does it? My question for Tyrone is: Does this cost you any time, though? Like, no. does it net net cost you any time? That's that's what I. Yes, that's the right question. Next up from Nate C: Kayaking, paddle boarding, or just get in the water already? Um, I like a cack. I, I love I a kayak. A cack. No, a cack's great. Cack would be my thing. Paddle boarding, not my thing. Paddle boarding yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. It, it seems like a worse cack. Just cack. Why would just, you not cack? Just cack off. Indeed. Next up from Nate C. How did I miss the discussion of our undefeated national champion MSU dodgeball? Seriously, go look up the scores. These guys can easily dodge a wrench. Wow. Um, I, I was informed today by our social media manager that they followed us on Instagram. Whoa. Um, why? I think that means why? that we're supposed to follow them back. Ah, so, that's all. It's just um, that. That's, there's it's, a connection. It just means they've made a mistake. There's a connection there. Maybe we can get someone from the uh, from the dodgeball team on, like we did with water polo. Um, that was a great interview. And finally, from Nate C, is it fun to see MSU players in the XFL or the USFL, or do you think those leagues are going to fail and only serve as a reminder of how close the NFL, how close to NFL talent we had? I think those dudes aren't n- close to an NFL talent because otherwise we would see them bouncing around teams, varying teams. teams that's NFL, right. Practice yep. squads. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, 
the thing with the XFL and the USFL is you've really got to put an investment in to make this last. Otherwise, if you expect an ROI year one, year two, year three, it's just going to fail time and time again. With the NFL and with college football, the reason it wins or the reason that people do it is out of habit. So you've got to just like build that fan base over time. And that's it. If you just expect it to be huge right out of the gate, it's going to be rough. It's It's like this podcast in a great number of ways. So many ways, really. And so many things in life. Generally, you just Mm -hmm. have to keep showing up and make them grit their teeth and put up with you until finally you've worn <laughs> them down. It's my whole philosophy. This my your, whole philosophy. There's, this, your listeners, is how we had a new artwork, new cover artwork done with a third head on it. It was just relentless <laughs> grinding and a lot, of, a lot of crying, a lot of long crying telephone calls. And he, uh, didn't, he didn't even have to. He actually showed that he he didn't have to show up all the time. That's so uh, true. So true. He's in the habit now, but then it was like, do we get Plum this week? It's is he on? It's, it's unclear. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Mamopolis. Uh, U of M was named the cultiest college by Broke Scholar. Some of the criteria that catapulted the Ann Arbor School to the top had to do with Instagram visibility. Do you think Henry can't write to catapult the top of something with a strong Instagram showing? I I'm super curious about how the Instagram account led to that, but I'm interested. But here here we are. I don't know what broke scholar is, but they seem to be onto something. Um, It sounds like a porn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it? (laughs) It does. does. It, it just every episode goes with, well, I'm a broke scholar. I'm a broke sc- <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't think uh, we've got much of a cult, and I don't think we ever no. will, but no. maybe. Maybe. I think there has been one Instagram post in the last like four months. So, um, Number two from Mamopoli, Draymond's ejection and suspension led others to debate and compare that foul with 76ers Joel Embiid and Harden's hits below the belt. Um, Why did the NBA acknowledge that the penalty came in part because of Green's reputation for making dirty plays and why not simply stand behind the call? You two, anything you want to add on this subject given... I think this is a great question. It is actually a very good question. Stand behind the call. That's exactly what they should have done. This is Joe Dumars again in it shooting himself in the penis. Just shut the fuck up. Unnecessary to add any color context. It isn't additive and it only opens you up to a conversation you don't want to have because you're not prepared to because you don't have the facts and you can't actually cite that this is objectively worse than anything else. By the way, and so maybe my word choices earlier, but this is again why referees don't referee intent because you you sometimes you think you know, but every other time, seven times out of ten, you have no fucking clue. And it isn't clear. All you can judge is what's in front of you. So just poor Joe Dumars got hit in the head with a basketball one too many times. He's playing for the Pistons. God bless him. I need to acknowledge that I was reading and mispronounced Joel Embiid. Otherwise, people are going to think that I'm an idiot. Um, although I've already uh, yeah, that's that. yeah. Number yeah, three yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep, 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 yep. with the Jade Nick and testing the waters. What do you really think that the NBA is looking for in order to think 
What do you really think that the NBA is looking for in order to think that this level of player is ready for the draft? The NBA didn't ask uh, Jaden Higgins to do this. Jaden Higgins <laughs> chose He's to taking advantage of an opportunity. Yeah, like correct. And he should. So it's a not. bit backwards. He so. should not is no, correct. He also should not do that. Mr. Neurotic Pants asks, this week, in preparation for next year's highly anticipated season, Tom Izzo has not left his Breslin Center office for 34 days. <laughs> Staff complain about, quote, the smell. Overheard, a drunken Mel Tucker yells, the truth is I'm rich and you dumb effers paid for it. Tuck has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Mel has got a bottle and is just wandered over the breslin yeah he's just walking through walking through the, the i'm here holes of breslin center i've arrived uh next up Izzo is a great coach is he a good coach a good is he as good a coach and play caller as he was 23 years ago Ooh, has the old man lost a step that's the question wow he's been too close i mean we've talked about there's a modicum of luck that goes into winning a national championship Mm-hmm. Like it, oh sure, how else do you explain UConn? There's it's not disrespect on on a team, right? Like it, same would go for Michigan State winning. Um, though they did beat every single one of their opponents by more than ten points. But anyway, uh, the uh, I don't know. We've been close a number of times and have had some bad luck along the way a couple yeah. times. Um, yep. It's fair to ask, like, the things that... I I guess I'd ask you guys this. Michigan State is known for defending, rebounding, running, right? When's the last time any of that was true? Defense, sure, but the rebounding and running, when's the last time that was true? I think it's still true, to a degree. Um, I think both of those things are still true. Um, MSU tends to play the highest tempo in the Big Ten. Except this past year. And it, uh, where, where were the scores, uh, against, uh, Kansas state? Like they were already over. Oh yeah. No, a hundred through one. And Marquette uh, too. Right. Yeah. So like I have quietly wondered to myself and I haven't thought this out loud yet on the podcast, but we'll do it right now. If part of the reason the big 10 plays so slow is that the big tens all kind of designed to gum up MSU in the way that it wants to play. And then. It goes out and it, I don't know. I don't know Shits if this is bed. true. Yeah. Um, it probably does not make any logical sense what I just said, but it's something that I think about because uh, MSU is the center of the Big Ten universe as far as I'm concerned. No, um, I, I think uh, uh, Sheehan had uh, Mark Titus on his podcast, I think. Um, and you know, Ohio State guy. Yeah. And was like. Trill. Yeah. And, and said. The fact of the matter is, is that if you're a Big Ten person, your best chance is Tom Izzo any given year. Like, no no one has come close to it. And so I don't think you're wrong, Greg, right? Like, if that's your benchmark, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you design your play around it? Indeed. So I would say maybe he's lost a step, but I've been watching Tom Izzo a very long time. And the entire time, there have been detractors, including myself at times. You know, there was that spell where he lost a lot of close games. There was that spell where I thought they were really poor in half-court sets. Um, 
the recruiting is stronger now than it's been in a really long time. The, uh, I think he's, he is changing things up in the way that he wants to play a little bit. Um, he's not shy to let guys take a three. They're not jacking up logo threes. Like I saw so many teams do in the tournament, but, um, there's a lot of three balls and there have been for a while now. So I think, I think he's still got it. I, yeah, I I admired this about Tom Izzo is I, I think he knows who he is, but has found ways to, there's a, there's a through line to how he's evolved, right? Like it's okay. Here are my found foundational principles, but I recognize the world around me is changing and, and seemingly has adapted in his own ways to that, right? Like talk about the transfer portal. He's taken transfers. (laughs) Like, you know, he may, and he's done it though. He's not doing a one and done transfer, right? Like that's not what he's doing, right? Like, so I, I admire that he knows who he is and has found ways to make that fit with the circumstances around him. Um, All right. Last up from Mr. Neurotic Pants. If you're a successful player already and getting enough attention from NFL scouts, what motivates you to enter the transfer portal? Like the kid from Connecticut, uh, I think he's talking about Nathan Carter. What might his criteria have been? Uh, Well, UConn is a terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) so that makes sense to me. If you're someone that's already getting attention from scouts, go somewhere else where it's even easier for them to see you. Yeah, and and I mean, like, so Kenneth Walker was at Wake Forest, who uh, isn't Vanderbilt bad, but is not, I mean, they've had a a few good seasons, but historically it's not been fantastic. Connecticut is um, worse than Vanderbilt. Uh, Like, I mean, it is, what do the kids say, doo-doo caca? Um, It has said, um, they got it from somewhere some smart handsome devil yeah i like and i don't know how much heat nathan carter was getting but like he's gonna get more and he's gonna get more exposure and he's gonna bet better facilities and better uh like strength and condition like i mean there's a lot that goes into being an nfl prospect and he's gonna get but you also have to make sure you still get that play time so it's a balance yeah and he gets he gets both of those things in michigan state so Next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, why doesn't Plum do poetry anymore? He's just, there's a wry smile that has gone across Plum's face. Uh, maybe we'll come back to this one. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. Oh, you're ready? I, I'm prepared. Ready? Umpire Dick Jazz Gay. <laughs> Could it be your nom de plume? No, that would be mine. go ahead <laughs> do you think i could use ai tools and put together a better pod using your own voice oh god no i have Probably. thought about this about <laughs> how we've put so much content out there you could train an you ai could train an ai any of our voices yeah. to do anything anything god yeah, yeah literally anything i wonder if chat gpt knows about us <laughs> Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Now it does. 
Well, I mean, yeah. we're, we're we dealing existed. with some AI stuff at work right exist, now. And I'm yeah. like, I, I think you can, I think this is, there's a, it'd be, it'd be interesting. We're we were on the four. internet before 2021 when the training stopped on that model. So I would, I would not be surprised if is, I know that we were. Is four up to date? Yeah, four. Is four like, cur- no, 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 is four, is four, four current time? Is it still 2021 cut off? It's still 2021 is my understanding. Okay. I could be wrong about that. Um, but the answer is probably yes, a protect jerk guy. Uh, and then finally, finally, a protect jerk guy asks, is there anyone who doesn't ask questions anymore that you wish did? And can conversely, is there anyone who does that you wish didn't? Oh, interesting. I didn't see the anymore the first time I read this. So, uh, I mean, we celebrated earlier. Elon Bloom was back today. Like, it's always a good podcast with good like actual sports questions i feel like when elon blooms and we got great questions like yeah elon bloom is a a bellwether for like good pod uh and then it's it's you upper deck jerk guy <laughs> you're the one yeah. we wished i also think of our previous you know our winners uh john hubbard comes around every once in a yeah, while yeah yeah see yeah more john um, Le Chauvert. We get to see Le Chauvert a little bit more frequently around here. Um, and then, you know, lots, tons more. Um, just because we didn't name you here doesn't mean that we don't want you back. Uh, you, uh, John Bebebe, uh, yeah. was like, we gave, I believe, relentless shit too, but, uh, <laughs> was, was like really enjoyed having him around. Um, but yeah, it's it's always interesting too when people pop in for like one and then yeah, never... like what Ev Marie just did. That was nice. Oh no, I meant the people who literally pop in for one and then never come back. Never come back again. <laughs> just want to hear one question on the pod. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, I would say this is about as strong of an off season episode as we could possibly have. Uh, so go green. Go it. Go away. Hold on, this is great. Are you going to read it? I am going to read it. Uh, Tell me about the political leanings of the hosts of the podcast Can't Read, Can't Write. Can't Read, Can't Write is a sports and culture podcast based in Michigan, USA, and hosted by two individuals, Mike Jones and Kevin Grek. (laughs) Hold on. While they do discuss politics occasionally, it is not a primary focus of the podcast. Based on their podcast content and public statements... It's not clear. However, they've made some comments on political issues in Michigan, such as the ongoing Flint water crisis and the actions of the state government, which suggests they may have left-leaning views. And then some boilerplate. Is Alex Plum affiliated with Can't Read, Can't Write? To the best of my knowledge, Alex Plum is not affiliated with the podcast (laughs) Can't Read, Can't Write. Mike Jones and Kevin Craig are the primary hosts of the podcast, and they have not mentioned any affiliation with Alex Plum. However, it is possible that Alex Plum may have appeared as a guest on a podcast in the past or may have some other connection to the show that I am not aware of. Uh, I'm, I'm first bothered primarily that my name is something. Oh, don't worry. Retrieved. I just told it that's correct. And it said, glad to hear that I can provide you with accurate information. So I'm hoping to cement that, that there is no record not of a me. Not hallucination. Not here. 
I'm not in this. I'm not in this at all. All right. Host Mike Jones, let, shall we raise a glass and oh toast to the two true hosts of the podcast, <laughs> according to Chat GPT, and give another rousing. Go green. Go white.